This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of myositis ossificans from the pathology section on orthobullets.com. Myositis ossificans is a reactive process that is characterized by a well-circumscribed proliferation of fibroblasts, cartilage, and bone within muscle. Myositis ossificans is a form of heterotopic ossification that is the result of direct trauma and or intramuscular hematoma. And keep in mind that the most common location for an intramuscular hematoma is the diaphysis of long bones. It's important to differentiate myositis ossificans from tumors. Fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva is a rare subtype of heterotopic ossification that involves mutation of the ACVR1 gene, or activin A type 1 receptor gene, which is a BMP type 1 receptor. This has been a tested point on previous exams, so I'll say it again. Fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva is a rare subtype of heterotopic ossification, which involves mutation of the ACVR1 gene, or activin A type 1 receptor gene, which is a BMP type 1 receptor. As far as the epidemiology of myositis ossificans, this is most commonly seen in young active males between ages 15 to 35 years old. As far as body locations, myositis ossificans is typically seen in the quadriceps, brachialis, and gluteal muscles. Keep in mind that myositis ossificans is almost always a post-traumatic condition. The prognosis of myositis ossificans is usually self-limiting. The mass usually begins to decrease in size after one year. Patients that present with myositis ossificans have symptoms of pain, tenderness, swelling, and decreased range of motion that usually presents within days of the injury. Pain and size of the mass decreases with time. Keep in mind that the mass increases in size over several months, usually 3 to 6 centimeters, and after the mass stops growing, it becomes firm. On physical exam, patients will have a palpable soft tissue mass and may have restricted range of motion. As far as imaging, radiographs will show peripheral bone formation with a central lucent area that may appear as a, quote, dotted veil pattern. MRI with gadolinium will show rim enhancement that is seen within the first three weeks. On CT scan, the lesion has an eggshell appearance. As far as histology, characteristic histology shows a zonal pattern. It's important to talk about both the periphery of the lesion and the center of the lesion. The periphery of the lesion is characterized by mature trabeculae of lamellar and woven bone, and calcification is seen on x-ray. The center of the lesion is characterized as an irregular mass of immature fibroblasts. A cartilage component may be present. There is no calcification seen on x-ray, and no cellular atypia is seen. Treatment of myositis ossificans can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management includes rest, range of motion exercises, and activity modification. Keep in mind that passive stretching is contraindicated as it makes the condition worse. Physical therapy is utilized to maintain range of motion. Radiographic monitoring is obtained to confirm maturation of the lesion. Operative options include surgical excision, which is indicated only if it remains a problem after it matures. Make sure that you do not operate in the acute phase and you should wait at least six months. However, keep in mind that excision of the lesion within six to 12 months predisposes to local recurrence. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, 
A 26-year-old man presents with generalized back and joint stiffness and difficulty opening his mouth. His elder sister has similar complaints. Since childhood, he has had three surgeries for excision of recurrent bony prominences around his knees. He walks with a stooped-over posture. Radiographs of his feet show malformed gray toes. Radiographs around the knee show exostosis and heterotopic ossification around the knee. Radiographs of the left hip also shows heterotopic ossification. And radiographs of the spine show ossification of soft tissues and paraspinal ligaments, as well as fusion of the vertebral bodies that give rise to a, quote, bamboo spine appearance. This patient will likely have, and the choices are one, elevated serum phosphate and serum creatinine, two, mutation in the ACVR1 gene, three, HLA-B27 antigen, four, mutation in the EXT gene, and five, diabetes. The correct answer to this question is two, mutation in the ACVR1 gene. So the clinical presentation is consistent with fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva, otherwise known as Stoneman disease, which involves a mutation of the ACVR1 gene. Fibrous dysplasia ossificans progressiva is a rare disease involving the ACVR1 gene or activin A type 1 receptor gene, which is a BMP type 1 receptor. There are two hallmark characteristics, progressive heterotopic ossification in which muscles, fascia, tendons, ligaments, and joint capsules are involved, and congenital malformation of the gray toes manifesting as hallux valgus, malformed first metatarsal, and monophalangism. BMP4, which contributes to the formation of the skeleton in the normal embryo, is implicated in this disease. Carvalho et al. discusses screening of ACVR1 gene in Brazilian fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva patients. They found that all 16 patients with the classic fibrodysplasia ossificans progressiva phenotype had the classic mutation in the ACVR1 gene. And moving on to the final question, Three years after total knee arthroplasty, a 66-year-old male patient with a history of previously treated prostate cancer presents with right knee stiffness and swelling for six months after being struck in the anterior thigh by a baseball. Range of active motion is 10 to 40 degrees. An AP and lateral radiograph of the knee shows mature, well-formed bone in the suprapatellar pouch. Axial and sagittal CT images show mature bone with no underlying cortical destruction or connection with the medullary cavity proper. T2-weighted MRI images demonstrates diffuse intramuscular edema. T1-weighted images demonstrate an indistinct lesion within the anterior thigh, mostly isointense to muscle with areas of low signal likely corresponding to mineralized regions. A biopsy of the lesion shows mature lamellar bone on the periphery with osteoblastic rimming and immature fibroblasts in the center. A cartilage component may also be present. What is the diagnosis for this patient? And the choices are 1. Extraskeletal chondrosarcoma, 2. Myositis ossificans, 3. Sessile osteochondroma, 4. Ossifying soft tissue metastasis, and 5. Paraosteal osteosarcoma. The correct answer to this question is 2, myositis ossificans. So if you have good situational awareness and know that we're going over questions about myositis ossificans, you should have gotten this question correct. But to quickly review, the patient has myositis ossificans following muscle contusion injury from previous surgery. The myositis ossificans resides within the quadriceps muscle, leading to decreased range of motion. 
Myositis ossificans occurs as a result of direct trauma leading to intramuscular hematoma. Common sites include the quadriceps and brachialis. The following characteristics help differentiate this lesion from malignancy. Radiographically, there is peripheral bone formation and central lucency compared with malignancy, which has central bone formation. Histologically, there is mature lamellar bone on the periphery with osteoblastic rimming and immature fibroblasts in the center. A cartilage component may be present. Biner et al. reviewed muscle contusion injuries and myositis ossificans. Three different types of myositis ossificans exist. One, the stalk type, where there's a thin stalk of bone connecting ossified muscle to underlying bone. Two, periosteal type, which is a broad-based ossification in contact with the underlying bone. Three, non-connected type, which is derived entirely from muscle not connected to the underlying bone. Surgical removal should be delayed until the bone has matured up to one year and no longer shows increased uptake on a bone scan. That's all for this review about myositis ossificans. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com. And in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks so much, and we'll see you all tomorrow.